Hello! Welcome to It's Her Game. A shout out to all the amazing women in the gaming industry, no matter if it's mobile, PC, console or esports. My name is Dominika Schott and my goal here is to introduce you to those inspiring heroines of the gaming world. If you want to find out more about the podcast, make sure you check Facebook page It's Her Game or connect with me on Twitter at Dominika Lodash Schott, spelling D-O-M-I-N-I-K-A Lodash S-Z-O-T. Also, don't forget to subscribe. And now, let's start! Hello everyone, it's March 2021 and what does it mean? It's Women's History Month. Yep, this year I have the pleasure to celebrate it with Tensquare Games, a great mobile game developer from Poland. You may know Tensquare Games from great games such as Fishing Clash or Wild Hunt. This time, in the spirit of the Women's History Month celebration, we will present to you the wonderful women behind these titles. Today, my guest is Eliza Hyzy, game designer from Tensquare Games. So, hello, Eliza. Hey, Dominika, and welcome, everyone. It's an honor to be uh, on this podcast. Thank you. So, can you tell us, how has your adventure in gaming started? Sure. Well, um, to be honest, uh, in the game industry, it started uh, like three years ago, but uh, my love and passion for, for gaming started a long, long time ago when I was uh, about 10 years old. And I can I can remember uh, when my parents will, were playing um, Tomb Raider or Diablo 2. And uh, yeah, I think they, they love for the for the game was like, you know, <laughs> goes with the genes. Exactly. Sounds like it. I totally uh, envy you, the parents who are playing Tomb Raider. My parents never understood me running, I'm trying to put, pretend I'm Lara Croft. So yes, I'm really jealous. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when uh, my mom uh, made me a cosplay uh, for uh, some kindergarten party and I was actually a Tomb Raider with like, you know, two pistols borrowed from uh, from uh, nephew and, and running around with the long, you know, uh, with long hairs. It was it was pretty amazing. <laughs> That sounds lit. And I was just a mere princess, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely, you know, meant to be that you're working in game dev nowadays. Um, But why mobile gaming? Well, uh, I treat mobile games as a challenge for a game designer because... uh, in some way, mobile gaming is not only for, you know, that pure gamer uh, who has, you know, access to the console, to the PC, and he knows uh, his way around the, the gaming. Uh, nowadays, everyone uh, has a phone, right? So everyone can be a gamer. Everyone can download the game and anyone can play it. And they don't have to call themselves uh, a gamers. So... Uh, being said that it's a really uh, a really big challenge for a game designer to create a game when everyone will feel uh, comfortable and and will get you know hooked in the in the game so uh, so that's that and the the other thing uh, when you think about it when you think about you know uh, the person and 
the statement, okay, I want to create games. So you probably will think, well, in the future, I will be uh, creating that the next Witcher game, right? Or or everyone's want to work uh, with uh, some other like big, big triple A uh, titles. But mobile game gaming uh, gives you opportunity as a game designer to test your ideas faster because uh, like the production of triple uh, games is, you know, the long process. And in mobile games, we tend to uh, build games uh, fast, quick, and also like kill them fast uh, because they don't meet the criteria of the of the market. So so that's it. That's why mobile gaming, because I can learn a lot uh, here. I really like what you said, because people normally don't see mobile gaming this way. I believe many people still have the perception of mobile games as being, you know, those easy to develop. But there is this whole, like, world of mechanics and user behavior and uh, psychological cues you need to design. So for all the people who were um, not Mm, respectful for mobile games by far, I'd say that here is a pretty good line that should convince them what you've just said, that mobile gaming is a pretty big challenge. Yeah, and and to be honest, players' behavior acts uh, in the same way. You have, you know, if you look uh, on some, uh, for example, butlers, uh, gamers type right so you have like the social the killer uh, achiever and and explorer everything's everything's go uh, to the mobile as well so it's only the matter of uh, you know showing and presenting the rules to the player that are understandable for him and and in the way that he can easily uh, easily play with play with them because you know mobile uh, players uh, it depends on the segment, right? And and the target cannot be associated with, for example, Call of Duty, but uh, they can be brought to to FPS if done properly. So yeah, it's it's a challenge. Yeah, this is great. Just from listening to you, I'm not surprised that you that you are a game designer now. <laughs> but you've started as a Q and A tester, and do you think it was beneficial for your current work? Yeah. To, to be honest, uh, it was a lot to to go from from that you know process because if you think about it, a QA tester in in game dev is uh, probably the uh, the easiest uh, point that you can go uh, and get to the job in uh, in the industry, and uh, with be with with that said, it's also an amazing experience that you can learn from, and take that experience and also as a game designer, try to develop and improve your specification and your work and also the way you think, because if you think about the game system, you also can think about the edge cases, which uh, to be honest, uh, it's a, it's part of QA uh, tester work to, to check that edge cases. So it, it's beneficial to have that experience. Great. Definitely, you can understand better how the whole process looks like. And I uh, cannot agree more that um, this knowledge is is much beneficial. It's, sorry, it's very beneficial because um, 
then you don't like expect from people that they would do that in an hour if you know how much time yeah. it can take, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. That's another thing. But um, how did the recruitment process for this position look like? I'm really curious. Have you got any assignments? Maybe you can tell us more about that. Yeah, and this this story is really funny from my perspective when I think uh, right now about it because like some three years ago, uh, I, I had that dream to be uh, in-game industry and there was a, a pos position for a job in TSG for a QA tester. So uh, I, I said, well, what the heck? I, I can try it, right? <laughs> I, I didn't have any experience in in-game industry before. Uh, I was like, uh, I, I did... Uh, I did took part in some of game jams and I had uh, some uh, university uh, background to back it up, but not actual um, experience. So yes, uh, there was uh, assessment. It was uh, to uh, it was to test a game from a shop. Uh, it was one of uh, TSG uh, uh, sandboxes. Uh, there was uh, a couple of questions. I think for one of them was to like, uh, could you uh, uh, could you provide what's like crucial mechanic in that game? Uh, can you describe how you would uh, test it if you had to do it faster or something like that? And uh, to be honest, it was funny because it was a game about the princesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of the uh, one of the uh, TSG team that was making uh, making sandbox games. So yeah, and and to be honest, uh, I. Done, I've done this assessment and I didn't get my hopes up. Uh, but uh, I, I think Camila uh, from HR then called me and say, well, could you like, uh, can you uh, uh, get some time and me meet up? I would, I, I said, yes, amazing. And to be honest, uh, when I came to the, to the office, um, to to get that uh, recruit recruitment talk, and I saw you know the the people, the place, the the vibe of that of TSG. I said after the the meeting to my husband, well, I have to work there, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously obviously it was a match for a two, so <laughs> that worked out. <laughs> Great, great to hear that. And, you know, it's kind of funny that you were testing um, Princess Game. Now you're working on Fishing Class, right? Yeah, that's okay. right. Okay, so that's a totally different environment, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's it. And and to be honest, it's a challenge, but I am a person that likes challenges. So for a game designer, it, it shouldn't be uh, the case that uh, there's some, you know, genre or some type of games that we don't feel comfortable to, to work in because all, all of this are our system and the player experience that we want to, you know, that's uh, that we want to bring to the players. So it, it shouldn't matter. And yeah. Yeah, that's great to hear. And definitely from what you're saying, uh, I'm sure that me and other people who are listening to this podcast are pretty convinced that you are the person who are always about to uh, find the challenge when uh, she needs one. So yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I totally can see that. But before you uh, become the game designer in 10 uh, Square Games, you... Uh, actually progressed to the lead level designer role. Um, so how do these roles differ? Well, um, 
if you if if we are saying about the, the difference between a lead level designer and a level designer, uh, uh, sorry about uh, with the game designer, uh, well. It's somehow similar because both of these roles uh, try to uh, create the best experience uh, for the player, but level designer is more about using a different set of tools uh, in the game than uh, like game designer. is probably the way that game designers create environment where level designers create their work. So uh, it's somehow similar because it's it's uh, very easy for a level designer to become game designer uh but yeah th- but somehow they are different okay that's uh, pretty explanatory that makes sense thank you and uh as a game designer which part of your work is your most favorite well uh it's uh the the most amazing uh work and thing to do as a game designer is to uh make some hypothesis about you know players behavior and how you can how you can change that and or reinforce that uh, as a uh, game designer and then build a system around it and uh, try to verify your uh, your idea with like working game on the production so i think that's that's one of the most uh, exciting things for me as a game designer yeah, that sounds super interesting. Can you share with us um, like any hypothesis that you made or give us an example of that? Uh, well, sure. Uh, with uh, one of the game I was working on uh, with Fli- Flip This House, we had that hypothesis that players uh, will uh, that will play levels in certain way in certain sequence will behave in in some specific way. I, I can give any details right but but we were testing that uh how sequence of uh, of levels can impact like uh player behavior and uh, ex- uh, and uh experience and it was working that that was one of the main thing that we were uh we were testing with uh, flip this house and the flip this house is a match free game like i don't know if you're familiar with homescapes or of candy crush this yeah. garden yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so so yeah that was one of the projects that i was working on and and we hard uh we very hard hard work uh was done on the on the se- sequence of the levels so yeah and many hi- hypotheses were will were built on that <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great that's actually almost scientific like approach i really like that and yeah I- it's more about you know the the game design role is all about like problem solving so if you like puzzles you probably uh, would like to be a game designer and and enjoy that work oh, great so as the game designer um and the problem solver you're contributing to each stage of the product life cycle um or your role plays a part only in the beginning of the process how does it look like so with the mobile game uh, mobile games what is it what is amazing that we built on the product, right? We try to uh, go through certain phases, like um, like I don't know, a technical launch, then soft launch, global launch, and we continue the game as a service. So uh, every game needs a new new content every game needs a new feature and there's like not ending war work on the on the hypothesis building and testing parts so game designer is needed in each life cycle of the product 
This is great. And correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, that would be my hypothesis, uh, hypothesis now. Um, <laughs> is it uh, actually um, more interesting to work on mobile games and like redesigning and building the hypothesis, etc., because you have access to much more data of the users than you would have working on the PC or console? Uh, what's your perspective on that? Yeah, that that's one of the things that mobile uh, is doing right, is gathering data. And we can, uh, like I said, uh, with the uh, cycle uh, of the product, you can do, a, for example, a soft launch and then test for uh, your product on certain, uh, certain markets and validate your hypothesis. Also with the, uh, with the mo mobile, you could do uh, A-B tests that could not be possible on the, on the, for example, on game on PC, because it's like uh, ended product, you know, you ship it and then uh, there's a release and then sometimes you put some DLCs. Well, for for sure it will vary from genre to genre but in general uh, mobile games do it right and uh, and I say do it better and they are perfect uh, perfect uh, product for that all right great so hypothesis confirmed great <laughs> <laughs> And now you are a game designer, and so I assume you have the um, team uh, that you manage, that you're working with, right? Uh, yeah, uh, right now I'm part of the uh, of the product uh, team, and uh, I work uh, with cooperation with other uh, game designers, and together we we build try to build uh, one of the uh, one of the best and, and flag flagship game uh, of our company. Which is Fishing Clash, I yeah, assume. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is Fishing Clash. <laughs> so, um, from your perspective, what do you think is crucial in mobile games design? I think, well, the one thing that some people forgot is that mobile games is not only, you know, uh, the monetization uh, product, it's also about building uh, engagement with our players. And uh, to do that, you have to like focus also on other aspects of, of your game and not only monetization. And I think finding the right balance because it's also it's very easy to fall into trap of one of those approaches, but finding the right balance is very crucial in, in my opinion. In, and also trying to always think forward what my game will look like in one year, two years, three years, and even like 10 years, because we are not making a product that will only uh, be played on the release and we will forget it about it. We are building the product for years, like game as a service, as uh, players will always try to come back to, uh, to the title. Yeah, exactly. It's like with um, 10 Square Games uh, Fishing Clash that we've mentioned. I believe that the game is now six or seven years old, something like that, right? Uh, well, Fishing Clash uh, on the market is uh, somehow around uh, three years. The longer is for the uh, game that was before, uh, which actually Fishing Clash emerged. It's uh, Let's Fish. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like the bigger, but but y you could say that it's uh, uh, 
the older brother of the of the fishing clash. <laughs> okay, that that makes sense. And thank you for saying that part about monetization because I um I'm hearing so many times when people say that they would add the immersiveness to the mobile game by adding in-app purchases. And I really wish for people to understand that this is not the way to build the narrative in the game, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and to be honest, uh, it's like for game designers that I feel uh, is is exactly easy to fall into that trap of thinking okay i need to create feature that will monetize well because we are free to play a game and and we have to earn a lot of money and this is true right but uh you can build monetization through uh, engagement and like uh clash of clans is example of that right but you have to remember about uh about uh providing and, and stri to strike that perfect balance between engagement and, and monetization for the players. Because after all, games should be fun, right? Exactly. <laughs> no matter that PC or console, uh, but mobile games too. Exactly. Please, everyone, remember those words. Games should be fun. <laughs> That's yeah. what we're building here. Entertainment, even if we're making money out of it. But exactly. still. You know? <laughs> and, okay, so you've mentioned uh, Clash of Clans. And um, putting Fishing Clash um, aside, which mobile game do you think is a great example of mobile game design? Well, uh, I think that we can uh, put two games uh over here uh one of it will be uh, afk uh, afk arena which is like uh, a big boom recently uh it, it's doing very well on the on the content side and on the monetization side and on uh, caring about the community side and the other one will be uh Uh, something that is more closer to my heart, uh, Genshin Impact, because they strike that um, amazing balance of uh, bringing together players from console, from PC and uh, mobiles to one up and and trying to, to build on that, their business on that. It's It's pretty amazing. Yeah, definitely. Genshin Impact is one of the phenomenon of last year, and it like just flew to the top of the ranks across the world. And I'm not I'm not surprised. I'm uh, I may not be a big player of this game, but I totally understand the immersiveness of the world, which is not made by in-apps, but <laughs> it's made by the story and the character's design. It's a beautiful game. And the fact that you can play across many platforms, that's great. Yeah, exactly. When I'm thinking about uh, the game that I can invest my time into and that I can play, for example, in a bus, like uh, traveling to, to work or uh, sit uh, on my couch and relax with PlayStation, uh, a PlayStation pad in my hand. It's like it, it's amazing that the game allows you to do that. Definitely, definitely. And how important, in your opinion, is storytelling in mobile games? I know we've touched on that when it comes to um, build it to the mobile games design, but uh, what do you think? Which genres, uh, genres needs storytelling more than the others? Well, it depends, right? Because I think that storytelling at some point is very important in each genre because it helps a player to dive into the world. So 
some base storytelling uh, is good for everyone. Uh, but to be honest, it it depends uh, on the genre, right? Because if you like look on the homescapes, they are they are building their game on some storytelling. Uh, and and this is uh, this is probably one of the games that needed and the the Genshin Impact that I've mentioned before also uh, is a game uh, that uses storytelling. So uh, if you think about it, like storytelling should be everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, it depends on how much impact it should be on on gameplay and on uh, uh, players' perception. Definitely. And what do you think is crucial in creating the story for a mobile game? Well, uh, it's. I think, like in my opinion, uh, it should be uh, crucial to uh, like understand your player and to describe what players need in terms of storytelling, because uh, probably with some, you know, Call of Duty or something like that, the storytelling is not needed so much. Uh, but uh, in terms of, uh, for example, like I said before, homescapes or uh, anything uh, else, the uh, storytelling should be crucial. So what I would say, uh, the important thing is to create some background story for for your game, for the world that your game is taking part in, uh, is placed. And even like uh, giving some hints on, you know, on the back of the of the card or something like that, some quotes that would help build you the uh, uh, your universe would be uh, beneficial. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And um, to end up our episode, I'd like to ask you one more question. What advice would you give to the girl who would like to start her adventure in the gaming industry? Okay, my uh, my. Uh one thing would be don't give up that's for sure and the second thing is always learn and learn on your mistakes it's like taking taking the things that you've done and not saying that okay i've made a mistake it's like uh, it will not, it will not came to uh, any like use try to build it into uh, into use and into your knowledge that anything that you do have a value and that thinking would really help you to uh to progress and and get to uh game dev awesome thank you elisa thank you for your time it was great talking to you and i'm glad i had the chance to have you here thank you very much thank you for being here today no matter where in the world or at what point of your career stage you are. I'm truly curious about what this podcast brings to you today. Was it a spark of inspiration for your next project? A much-needed kick to send this one more application for a dreamed job position? Or maybe we simply had a chance to accompany you in your morning coffee routine. Connect with me via email or on Twitter and share your thoughts. Make sure you also like It's Her Game page on Facebook and follow the Instagram account It's Her Game Low-Podcast for exclusive content and to make sure you won't miss the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Bye!